everyone, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. Oh, we got a show coming up here, a big one on uh, Wednesday. I don't know what today's, I don't know what today's day is. Want to talk about Daniel Jones, Mr. Jones. Want to talk about Mike Kafka. Want to talk about Brian Dable. Want to talk about the two guys. Uh, I'm calling them the quarterback whisperers who are here to fix Daniel Jones, to save Daniel Jones, to give his give him consistency and give him the tools that he they, that he needs to become the starting quarterback that all some giant fans think that he could possibly be. Did a stream yesterday, and when we were on the stream yesterday, we were trying to think of a quarterback, not just the Giants, but a quarterback who has gone through three years already who has yet to play a full season, who has yet to show any type of consistency with their team, who has, who has shown moments, but who has really not shown anything that makes you believe that he could be the franchise quarterback over a long haul. And what team has stayed with that quarterback going into year four? In recent memory, I can't think of any. I, and, and you could be the Mara and say, we screwed up Daniel Jones. You could be a lot because we've had all these coaching changes and this and this. And people will point out, well, he's had multiple coaching changes. Herbert, the duck, has had five coaching changes in five years in reference to offense coordinators going back to college. He's, he's run five different systems in five years. So that's kind of out the door. Then we have to hear about how the offensive line sucks. Yeah, there's this guy, Joe Burrows, plays pretty well. What a really bad offensive line. Took some team to the Super Bowl. I don't know. But, and all those guys have shown potential, have moved and forward and progressed in their career. Some people will point out to Eli Manning and Eli Manning, how he did not excel. No, Eli Manning did not meet expectations. Eli Manning would still throw for over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns. Yeah, he did still have 17 interceptions, but a lot of that has to do with Kevin Gilbride making him a gunslinger. But even Eli showed progression. Daniel Jones has yet to show a progression of anything into year four. So I could not think of the anticles over the last 20 years of a team that has stuck with a quarterback so long that they, they, they may be doing this to their detriment. In some ways, I've said it before, and I'm a huge Eli Manning fan. They did that with Eli Manning. They held on to Eli Manning too long, and we see how that ended and how his career ended. He went for a surefire Hall of Famer to now some people are like, oh, he's a borderline Hall of Famer because he's, he's barely got a 500 record. He's got a 500 record. So you bring in Brian Dable, and he is, he is quarterback whisper number one. Brian Dable's had an interesting career. Brian Dable's been fired twice as an offensive coordinator in his career. And some people will point out to the fact that Brian Dable's career really didn't take off, really did not reach its heights. Until a quarterback named Josh Allen came around. He had stops in New England, the Jets, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Chiefs. Then a second stint with New England. Went to Alabama. And then, of course, he became the offensive coordinator in 2018. He became the offensive genius that he is. Back in 2008. I find it funny that so many people hate Tua. Not Tua. Hate, well, hate Tua and Jalen Hurts. And who was the quarterback coach for both Jalen Hurts and Tua <laughs> during his lone season with Alabama? Of course, that would have been Brian Dable. But Brian Dable did not become the genius offensive coordinator until he found a quarterback named Josh Allen. So does that mean that his resume is tainted because of the fact that he was fired twice? He was even fired by one of his mentors, Andy Reid, or what he considers to be a mentor. 
and he's going to be the right guy to help position Daniel Jones to be the quarterback that we all, some think people think he can be. I don't know. I can't tell you. You can't tell me that. No one can say these things because nobody knows what Daniel Jones is. And was his success the dayable predicated on having one of the best quarterbacks in the league, drafting one of the best quarterbacks in the league and working with him from scratch? I think Brian Dable, while he'll have his, I, I know he'll have his stamp on the offense because Mike Kafka is 34 years old and has never run an offense. So you know probably what's going to happen. It's going to be the, the uh, Kansas City Chief philosophy going back a couple of years ago where Eric Bieniemy would install the game plan and um, the Walrus, Andy Reid, would call the games, call the plays in the games. But then uh, um, Bieniemy has been calling the plays the last two years. So, I mean, I think it's still going to be that type of situation. But is he going to have the... I like the fact that he basically says that Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen. You have to like that about Dable. And I like... I, there's a lot of things that I like about Brian Dable. And I've said this before. He doesn't give me the stinky vibe that I got from Joe Judge. He doesn't give me the I want to vomit vibe when he talks. He talks about earning things. He talks about being a good, uh, being a good guy, being a good man, you know, earning what you get. And I think that's what this team needs. They need, they didn't need the rah-rah college coach guy that Joe judge was. They need a guy that will treat these men like professionals and have them understand you need to earn your spot. And I hope that is also going to fall under the moniker of Daniel Jones. Then you bring in quarterback whisperer, number dose, Mike Kafka, 34 years old out of Northwestern fourth, uh, fourth round pick hundred twenty second overall. He's another guy that bounced around a little bit. He's another guy that did not really find much success in his career, uh, excuse me, in his career until he landed in Kansas City and landed on a quarterback called I think we all know who the I think we all know who that quarterback was that they landed on. Patrick Mahomes. So he had stints and stops uh, Kafka, that is over at, uh, he was an assistant at Northwestern in 16, a graduate assistant 17. He was the offensive quality, offensive quality control coach. That's, that's a nothing. It's a bullshit job. I can tell you that firsthand. He's also with the can. He was a Kansas City Chiefs quarterback from 18 to 19. And he was a quarterback coach from 20 to 21. And oh, I love it. Passing game coordinator. That means nothing. That's another, that's another made up NFL title. I can tell you that firsthand. That the, the, the quality offensive control coach and the passing coordinator are just basically, they're just, they're just nice titles. They don't really mean much. He's never installed an offense and he's never really worked with anyone outside of Patrick Mahomes. So again, are we having him come in as the quarterback whisper, but having a quarterback who is nowhere near as talented as Patrick Mahomes. Daniel Jones, again, is not Mr. Mahomes. He does not have Mahomian talent. We've talked about this before. He does not have the Mahomes skill set. So our big quarterback whispers who are coming in have hooked up their carts to arguably what you would say were two of the top Five quarterbacks in this league. They, they, they were, if you take the top five quarterbacks in this league, you would have both Mahomes and Josh Allen in that top five. And then they come over to work with. They come over. To, oh, we got a we got a call coming in, but we're going to decline it. They come over and work with our old buddy, Daniel Jones. 
So the question is going to be, can he do something with Daniel Jones' skill set? I don't know. And again, I can't tell you. You can't tell me. I can't tell you. No one can tell me if he can do something with Daniel Jones. If he can, because he has not even shown a moniker of success as an offensive coordinator, and he has not shown he can cultivate anyone outside of Patrick Mahomes. I will give people a lot of credit, especially when you have to coach a superstar, but sometimes the superstar's talent oversees or precedes the coaching of the person. Sometimes I, you know what? I love it because um, there was an episode of the Simpsons and they were having a uh, softball game at the nuclear power plant. And they brought in ringers like Daryl strawberry and people like this. And uh, Mr. Burns, you know, says, you know, I'm such a great manager. So he looks at Daryl strawberry and says, Daryl strawberry hit a home run. So Daryl says, okay. And he hits a home run. <laughs> That's sometimes what it's like when you're coaching somebody with that talent. So can the Kafka get the best? Out of Daniel Jones. I don't know. <laughs> we, always, we always say going into year four, there's a lot of questions about Daniel Jones. But the problem is also, you also have a lot of questions about your offensive coordinator and your head coach, what they can do with this talent. Sometimes it's easier to grab a talent. All aboard the Malik Willis Express. In the draft and cultivate them over a period of time. Make them into the player and make them feed into the system that you want to run. Sometimes it's easier to do that than it is to take someone else's talent, because this is a Pat Shermer pick, this is a Dave Gellman pick, and then try to convert them into what you want to do. And I've said this a million times, and I'm not calling Daniel Gomes garbage, but sometimes another man's trash is just another man's trash. That's all it is. You can pretty it up all you want. And for all the people out there who say, well, they're going to pick up the option in May. They're not going to pick up the option in May. If you have $100 million in cap space in 2023, do you really think you're going to take 20% of that cap space and give it to Daniel Jones, even if he has a semi-good year? No, you can't. Because we've learned with Leonard Williams. King of the almost sack. You are what you are the first five years of your career. You are not what you perceive to be in year six, which is a career year, because people have what they refer to as career years. And that's what Leonard Williams has. And we paid Leonard Williams as Aaron Donald for one career year when Aaron Donald has literally had a career of doing what Leonard Williams did in one season and not more. So you can't give him that money. You can't. There's no possible way. You have to roll the dice. And I'm not saying get rid of Daniel Jones. I Well, actually, technically, I would get rid of Daniel. I would personally get rid of Daniel Jones. But don't, I've said this a million, I'd said this a million times about John Mayer and other people, don't piss down my leg and tell me it's raining. Because I know it's not. Don't sit there and tell me Daniel Jones is all world when he hasn't shown that in three seasons. Be honest. And I like that about Shane. I like that about Dable. They seem to have honesty when it comes to things. They keep saying the right things. That's why I give this, these guys more, more leeway and more of the benefit of the doubt that, I've given, that I gave Joe, Joe Judge or Pat Shermer because these guys are saying the right things. And you hopefully when you say the right things, you act the right way. No stream this Sunday because it is Easter. I might do a stream on Friday night and haven't decided yet. We'll, we'll figure it out by then. But we will have videos every day coming up till the Easter. And again, this is Tim Below Online, Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you subscribe, if you ring that bell, you think it means that'd be awesome.